Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. Hey, I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. Today on Back on the Broomstick, we're talking about patron deities, patron gods and goddesses. You know, actually, does it really have to be a god or a goddess? Your patron doesn't have to be. Your patron could be a damn fairy king. It could. It could be an ancestor. Right? And I think, honestly, if you substitute deity for whatever type of energy you want to work with, you'll get the same thing out of it because it's the same idea across all of it. You're basically looking for an energy to work with, to work with you. But a patron deity itself, particularly gods and goddesses, is kind of a Wiccan concept. And I know not all of our listeners ascribe to a fully Wiccan idea. So why don't we just kind of dive right in with initially, what is a patron deity, Layla? Well, back when I started in witchcraft, again, with Buckland's big blue book, in the book, he describes from a Wiccan point of view that everybody should kind of work with a deity, a god or a goddess, preferably both, that are kind of like your pagan parents, maybe. They're your your, go-to. Your go-to. They're the deity that you vibe the most with, that you have the most in common with, that you feel the most connection to, or that you feel you could learn the most from. Sometimes it's a deity that you feel like is calling to you or that you feel you have a particularly strong connection to. I like how you said it was like like a parent because I kind of look at your patron deity as is the the one who kind of gives you that boot in the ass, the one that kind of gives you that reality check. You know, are you still headed in the right direction or did you fuck around and find out and now you're off course? So I feel like they're kind of also the one that kind of, I don't want to say guide you, but kind of guide you. Yeah, there are a couple different ways to look at having a patron. Some people will say patron or matron, the idea basically being that you are choosing an energy greater than yourself to either follow or learn from or to be your guide. I did describe them as being a parent, but that's not how I personally see them in my practice. I do see having a patron deity as more of an energy that I want to emulate or energies that I want to have in my life. Agreed. Agreed. Now, let me ask you. You did mention something about um, the god and the goddess. Necessary to have both? I say no. I say, if you want one, go with one. If if two call to you, answer the phone to two. But I do see sometimes on, on the old TikTok where they make it out like you have to have both. You have to have a patron god and a patron goddess or you're screwed. Are you screwed? Because I say no. I also say no. I think that kind of goes back to a Wiccan mentality, which to be honest, you and I kind of came up in that a lot of the beginning. Everything was flavored with Wicca and with those types of ideals. And we've expanded beyond that in the whole pagan movement. You don't need that. You don't even need it to be, like we said in the beginning, it doesn't even have to be a god or a goddess. But a lot of people feel comfort in that anyways. They like to have something to look up to, someone to aspire to. I do think there's value in having a patron deity, but is is it a requirement? Like, do you need to have a badge or like a pass card in your wallet to get in? No. No. But does it... 
Is there value in it? Absolutely. Yeah. And that gets back to the duality of it. There's duality in all of the deities. Pick any deity. I don't care who it is. Pick from any pantheon. And that energy, that being has duality within itself. So if you need to find that balance, and some people do find value in that, in finding that balance between light and dark, male and female, positive, negative, active and receptive, however you want to put it. Some people like to have that balance, but you can absolutely find that within just one deity. You don't need to have two or within a whole pantheon. You can have more than one, you know, or like you said before, just pick an energy. It's a lot like manifesting. When you pick this deity, say you pick Hestia, you're going to start to find that you want to nest at home more often. Maybe you're going to want to bake more. Maybe you're going to be working literally on making your house more comfortable or taking care of your family more. If you pick Caridwin, maybe you're going to find that you're going to want to learn more, be more involved in witchy activities. Whatever that deity or that energy represents, you're going to bring that into your life. What is your thought? Because I also have a thought on this. (laughs) What is your thought on, I've also seen on the TikTok. I like that I call it the TikTok. (laughs) I've also seen on the TikTok that once you have a patron deity, once you have found them or they have found you, because it really can go either way, you can find them or they can find you. Oh, yeah. Is this is this like some lifetime bond, some lifetime commitment? Um, Because there was a point in my life where when I was a baby, which I don't even know how this came about, but uh, my, my patron deity was Pele very tumultuous time in my life as you can imagine yeah it then transitioned into Hakate and had been for for a very long time but I'm almost feeling like after all these years of maybe maybe I'm being called into a different direction as far as a patron deity so do you think this is a lifetime thing or do you think that depending on your age and stage and what's going on that that your patron could or can or should change i think for some people it can be a lifetime thing but i think for most of us exactly as you said depending on your age and stage things will change and i think that's natural kind of like we talked about in a past episode about magical names and taking a name for different stages of your life, you can also have a different patron, a different deity or energy that you follow as your main guide throughout different stages of your life. When I started out, my first patron was Caridwin. She's like the mother of all witches. She was perfect for me. I was learning. I was beginning. I I was in that cauldron of knowledge and wanted all of these things. I love that you start off with Caridwin and I start off with Pele. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Then there was a time in my life that was also tumultuous and Lilith called to me and she kept calling to me until I finally was like, fine, I'll work with a demon. You're scary, but okay, I'll face that. And that's what I needed. I needed to face that at that time. But funnily enough, throughout the whole thing, it's always been Kuan Yin. And I have always denied her. And the reason is so dumb. It's so dumb. And you know, I remember way back in some glory days of past, we did some coven activity like 20 years ago and you did something on Kuan Yin. I remember that. So you have been tied to her for a long time. A very long time. And just like with Lilith, 
it was always signs and things would come to me, things that would represent Kuan Yin. Someone would come talking to me and have a word of wisdom for me wearing a Kuan Yin pendant or, you know, different things like that would happen. But I denied her again for the dumbest reason. I didn't think she was cool enough. Everybody Whoa, I knew. Bad, Layla. Right. Everybody Ouch. I knew had the dark goddesses. Everyone's calling these powerful goddesses. And everyone's just like, I worship the all-powerful Sumerian goddess of the moon. Tremble before me. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's very Pele-like. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. And I'm like, that's cool. And I felt like I needed to keep up. I felt like if I didn't have a cool patron deity, and so I didn't have one for a long time because I, I didn't feel like Kuan Yin was cool enough for me to work with. And so I denied her. And I didn't want to lie and be like, yes, I am following Nana. Yeah, whoever. I am, a, I am a disciple of Anana. I knew if I said that, I'd be in deep shit with whatever goddess I picked. So I wasn't going to go there. But I kind of denied that part of myself for a very long time. And it's true. I not only denied her, I denied that part of myself. And so I think sometimes we kind of have to pay attention to why we're attracted to a certain deity. You know, what is it about them? You know, and I think that's super funny that you just said that in all the ways that you said it, because there's been two goddesses that I've always felt drawn to, but they, I'm not going to lie. And if, if I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole, but I just kind of felt like they weren't me or weren't cool enough. They both have just been in the forefront of a lot of stuff lately. And I do find that interesting that you had a similar experience. But as much as it's two, it's two goddesses. It's not even necessarily a god and a goddess. It's interesting how even though I, I have kind of always felt this tether with these two, that they're both goddesses and not necessarily one or one of the other god or goddess. And I think that gets back to us talking about how there's duality in all things, even within us. I mean, people are not all one or the other. We all have qualities of everything within us. So you don't have to pick multiple deities if you don't want to. I kind of like the duality part, but you don't need it. You don't need a deity if you don't want one. But if you do pick one, make sure it's for real. Make sure you're interested because it's going to start coming up over and over again. And if one picks you, I would recommend answering because they get insistent. How do you find your patron deity? That's the dying question that everybody has. Oh, and see, that one's the easiest one of all. Just pick one. You know how I, you know how I equate finding your patron deity? Like dating. Oh, okay. How's that, Shell? Well, because sometimes you got to try them out. Give them a little test run. And, you know, kind of like when you're dating, sometimes it just doesn't work out. We don't see eye to eye. We don't have the same mindset. We don't have the same end goal. So, you know, it isn't just a, you go try something and you're stuck with it. It's like dating, you know, you got to kind of give a couple of them the feels and see where you're at. And some of them are marriage material and some of them duck and run, baby. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's probably one of the best ways I have ever heard it put ever. <laughs> This is perfect. Absolutely. And and yes, yeah, sleep around. Try a couple of them. Do a couple different rituals. You know, try them a few times. If you liked it, go back. Have a little more. Do another ritual. But basically the way you find a patron, the way you find a deity to work with is like Shell said, speed dating. Date a whole bunch of them. Try them in spells or rituals. Call upon them. 
meditate on them, research them, or sometimes you feel drawn to a, a certain pantheon or a certain deity, or or maybe you're drawn to a particular type of witchcraft. You, you're an animal witch or an herb witch. Or maybe you're drawn to a certain type of energy. Maybe you are looking for that warrior queen or that hearth-based type deity. So it could just be maybe what their aspects are even. Yeah, and then you can just look at all the particular deities or energies that have that aspect and start to look for one that interests you. Or maybe you're meditating on who is my deity and you start to see certain colors or certain flowers. You can find signs everywhere. And once you start asking the universe, who is my patron energy? Who is the deity I should work with? You will start to see signs and just start looking them up and you'll be attracted to something. And if it's not adding up, maybe you just need to kind of play around with a few of them. And like Shell said, maybe go on quite a bit of dates. You don't need to marry anyone right away. You can date people for a very long time. And, you know, I have I have two good um, resources for such endeavors. You know how I love my tarot cards. This is an Oracle deck, actually, and it is called the Goddess Oracle. And it has 50, uh, 52 or 54 cards. So 52 or 54 goddesses. There's been times where I just kind of meditate on that deck and look at the cards and, you know, feel the cards, feel the, the energy and the goddesses in those cards. Another good resource if you're if you're looking and, and don't know where to turn, two books, 10,000 goddesses and 10,000 gods. I love those two books. I do too. But I, I do think that dating, quote unquote, is, is a good way to kind of get your feels around and see what and who matches your your energy, your focus, and your end goal. It's okay to just work with a bunch of them. You don't have to pick right away. You don't have to decide on one immediately. There's no law or rule that says you have to work with one deity or two deities and those only. Well, and here's the thing. You can have a patron deity and still work with a billion other gods and goddesses. Absolutely. I mean, it's not like exclusive. It's like you have a friend, but you have lots of friends. You know what I mean? And there's going to be times when when you want an entirely different energy. Like like Shell said, she used to work with Pele. Very transformative energy, big energy that might not work for you if you're doing a spell for tact with your boss. It's not for the light lighthearted either. <laughs> exactly. That type of energy, you're going to have that. If you if you start working with a deity, with a universal aspect, with these archetypes, if you're going to start working with this this ancient energy, you're going to start to see it in your life. And so I wouldn't do it lightly. Right. If you're not looking for love, don't ask Venus to be your patron. Right. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to like learn the dark mysteries of the universe and of your soul, don't start talking to Hecate. If you don't want your life full of chaos, don't be don't be all palling up with Loki. Exactly. And and so with that comes the idea that when a deity chooses you or you choose them, don't bubble fairy them. Don't turn it into a fluffy bunny. Right. Don't take out the parts that you don't like because it's inconvenient for you. Right. A lot of these deities are prickly. They have what we would call good or bad. Loki has some troubling aspects. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> Lilith is a literal demon and she has some issues. Don't pick these deities and expect them 
oh, well, for me, this deity is as tame as a kitten. No, no honey, that's not how it works. I wish it was. I would have had a lot less life lessons if that was the case. (laughs) And so if you do pick a deity, definitely research it. Don't just pluck them out of their history, their culture, their very being. Don't just pluck the parts that you like. You need to learn all of it and accept all of it because there's lessons there in every single aspect. And, you know, it helps you grow. Yes. We have to face sometimes the things we don't like about ourselves. And if we look at our heroes and our deities and, you know, our gods and goddesses and accept that they too have flaws, maybe it'll make it easier to accept your own and to face your own flaws and work on them. And maybe they chose you because you got some shit to handle. Doesn't mean you want to handle it, but maybe they chose you because you have to handle some stuff in your life. Now, do you think someone could make a wrong choice? Like, what if I said, ooh, I picked Cara Dwin as my patron deity, and I think I made the wrong decision. What do you think about that? Because, you know, again, a thing I saw on the TikTok. Um, if anybody feels that way, then maybe you're not opening up to that, to what you need. Honestly, there are no wrong choices. If you picked Cara Dwin and you feel it's a wrong choice, my advice would be to meditate on that, figure out why, <laughs> work with that for a minute, do a ritual with that, you know write it out in a journal, and then pick a new deity. But I would guess that for whatever reason, you're going to probably come back around to Caridwin at some point in your life because there's a lesson there for you. If you picked a deity and then think it's the wrong one, figure out why and then pick a different one. You're not locked into that. Another piece to having a patron deity I wanted to address is there's a misconception. This is a misconception all around witchcraft and paganism, but there's a misconception that you are not properly honoring your patron deity if you're not spending thousands of dollars on statues and other trinkets and knickknacks. I love statues and trinkets and knickknacks. Do not get me wrong, right? but not necessary. And I just, I actually brought one of these out because I wanted to show you just because they're so cute. I have worked with Hikate for a long, 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 long time. And all over, I have these little, they're not like real keys. They're like decorative keys. Like they're like those old skeleton keys. Yeah. Those, those are so cool looking. They are, but just little tiny things that aren't something like, would I like the $350 Hikate statue? I would trust me. Not in the budget though. But a little tiny metal key that I believe was about 50 cents. Yeah. So I don't want people to think that if you don't have the money for the statues that you're not properly honoring them. I love the stuff. I'm with you. Pretty and shiny. I love it. If it's aesthetically pleasing, I want it. I want but all not the necessary. Things. Not necessary. I feel like the internet makes people feel like if they don't spend a gazillion dollars that they're not really a good witch. And that's bullshit. I think there's that whole trend of making things look really beautiful. And and I love that. That makes me feel magical and witchy. Oh, I love it too. But, way. you know. But it can be done on the cheap so easily. I mean... One of the things I used to love to do with my kids is to go on a walk in the woods, which we were lucky enough to have, and find a rock or a stump or a fallen tree. And then we would pick up leaves or twigs or moss or stones and put them in just like pleasing little shapes in a little circle on the stump. And that is a perfect little altar. In your backyard, take a a flower, an acorn, a stick, a stone, whatever you want. You don't have to spend a penny. Draw a circle in the sand. You know, do it for free. You don't need any of that. Is it nice? Sure. 
It's great to set up your altar to a specific deity with all the trappings, but you don't have to. Pick things in their color. Pick an incense that you like that's in their wheelhouse and go with that. It's enough. I feel like the internet makes people feel like they're not good witches if they're not spending a ton of money. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles. Magic is within you. It's not within your damn wallet. And it's not in the deity that you choose. If that which you need, you find not within yourself, you will never find it without, right? Correct. Doreen Valiente. Correct. <laughs> and and I just, I, I feel bad for some of the baby witches that don't realize that this is not as materialistic as the internet makes it out to be. Yeah. And it, it's not a contest and you don't need a patron deity. You and I work a lot with a, a manifesting idea of magic and having a patron deity to work with helps us to get into a magical mindset, helps us to follow a magical path or have a goal. And so a lot of times our deity is really an idea of what we want to be or where we want to be in our magical practice. And so I'm not surprised that that changes sometimes for us, you know, as we change as people and grow as witches. Well, and you know, like I said before, different ages and stages, like you might have different focuses and different priorities and just, just life is in a different direction than the last time you dedicated yourself to a deity. Yep. And so change it as needed. Find ones that work for you. I think it's a fabulous way to get in touch with yourself, to look at aspects of yourself that you might not know or like, enhance the good ones and, and work with the dark side of yourself by working with the dark side of these deities that you choose. And uh, like Shell said, date a few before you get married. <laughs> great analogy. I'm so good at analogies. I'm going to use that forever now, Shell. Thank you. <laughs> But as always, thank you for listening to Back on the Broomstick. Please join us next week on Friday as we discuss even more topics that you have sent in. If you'd like to hear something or just want to tell us what you think, please email us at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. And please rate us, give us stars, reviews. It really helps the show out and we appreciate it. So we will see you next time. Stay witchy.